Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for pulling us close to you. Thank you for giving us the greatest gift, the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus. And then also leaving us your Holy Spirit to be on earth until the work on earth is done. Thank you, my Lord, for the treasure of your Holy Scriptures, which is also giving us light on our path so that we do not stumble, so that we will be able to fulfill our destiny and the work you have sent us to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. We are going to continue on our series from the book, The Determinants. It's one of the um, new books that came out, I believe, last year. And the foundation scripture is from Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. Today, we are going to cover the topic, how to improve your speed. How to improve your speed. So we started with reading the foundation scripture, Ecclesiastes 9, 11. And it, it reads, I returned and saw under heaven. I returned and saw under the sun. This is King James. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Ecclesiastes 9.11 Now this passage needs to be divided very carefully. The word of God says that we should rightly divide the word of truth. If you don't rightly divide something, and you try to swallow, you try to swallow, um, you know, it in the wrong wrong portion. It can choke you. And then also, if you don't rightly divide food, you will find yourself you find yourself eating eating cereal with uh, black pepper. How many How many have seen that before? Nice. Because you are not rightly dividing the thing. It's like, it's, 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 not, it's not appropriate. It doesn't go with that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you, when you are doing, when you are cooking um, porridge or oatmeal or something, even though normally we put sugar in it, that's it's sugar you used to eat. Oatmeal and things like that. Is that not so? Mm-hmm. But some of you, you put a little salt in it when you're cooking before you put the sugar. Mm. I don't know whether anyone will volunteer as, as a, one, one person who does that, but 
Um, I've seen that. So, yes. How many? How many know that if you don't rightly divide it in the right proportions, and you you reverse the if you reverse the quantity, how much between sugar and salt? Which one should be more? Which one should be less? Less. Sugar, sugar should be more, oh, and salt should be less. Yes. So if you reverse the thing and you put instead of putting a little salt and more sugar, you put more salt and little sugar, you you yeah. find out that you cannot eat the thing. Do you see? Yeah. So the word of God that is before us, you know, we have to rightly divide it. And this scripture, he's making a point in this scripture that normally, you see, if I was to paraphrase this, it will read like, normally, the race is to the swift or to the one who has speed. Normally, the one who is strong, the strength is what determines the winner of the battle. Normally, the wise ones are the ones who have food to eat. And normally, people of understanding are the ones who are able to go beyond just having food to eat. And um, yeah, brother uh, Leslie, you can. You can remove it for now, the scripture. So normally, people of understanding are the ones that have the, the riches. And then normally, people of skill have favor. But there is a caveat. There's a nice English word called caveat. It's like something that makes something not always be the case. And in the King James, it says time and chance happiness to them all. Which we in the New Testament understand that to mean time and the invisible hand of God, divine intervention, something else beyond the determinant. But let me just make a point that this scripture is by no means saying that therefore you shouldn't develop speed and that you shouldn't develop strength and that you shouldn't try and gain wisdom and that you shouldn't try and gain understanding nor try to have skill. That's not what the scripture is saying. Hallelujah. These are called determinants. These determinants are what you can call what you can naturally do before the intervention of God comes in. So, like I used the analogy of Moses with the staff last week. Moses has to have his staff in his hand. And then the blessing of God comes upon it. The Bible says, I will bless the work of your hands. Do you follow? Yes. It means that you must have some works in your hands. And so, so in dissecting the scripture, the way the scripture reads, people who don't want to do anything, people who want to make an excuse for um, just sitting still and looking into the sky and waiting for God to move, yeah. they will say, that the battle is not for the race is not for the swift. So therefore, you won't even start moving. You just stand there, you know. You won't even start moving because the battle, the race is not to the swift, not the, the, the battle for the strong. So that instead of developing strength, you are not developing strength. In fact, in developing any or, or all of these determinants, God can even help you in developing them. But it must be our mind that speed is important. Mm. strength is important wisdom is important in fact the Bible says we should pray for the for wisdom with all that um, um, seek, seek wisdom, seek understanding 
All of these are important. But you see, the scripture is meant to show you that this life is not a formula. Mm. It is not a slot machine. Yeah, you get it. Like somebody invented, in, in, invented, uh, uh, what do you call it? Invested in, in um, planting yam. You know, somebody, somebody invested in planting yam. And yam is a, a staple food in Ghana. And he was able to harvest a lot of yam, which he was transporting from the north of Ghana back to the south. And you see that the person has exerted strength. The person has done all the things that can be done naturally. But because of something, some technicality, I think there was a roadblock or there was, there was something that happened on the way. There was so much heat and the roads were blocked. By the time the yams arrived in Accra, it's a Lillian, all the yams were cooked. <laughs> it has become soft, like it has been cooked. You get it. So when you hear that, when you hear such a story, you might say, well, I mean, after all, what is the use of all that? Because um, something happened and blocked his success and he couldn't sell the yam. Mm. Does that mean that every yam farmer should stop planting yams? No. No. Are you following? Yeah, following. The fact that there's an invisible hand that is working on the determinant so that your the outcome of your life it's not limited and 100% controlled by the determinant. Does not mean you should not develop yourself and improve yourself in the determinant. You should. You should do what you're capable of doing. And then you trust God to make the difference in where there are gaps. How many understand that? I understand this. So, so today we are going to talk about how to improve your speed. How to improve your speed. Speed is one of the determinants. Everything that you are doing, speed is important. And what we are going to study is four areas that we need to work on our speed. And the first, the first one is improve your speed of understanding. Improve your speed of understanding. One, it takes a long time for you to understand stuff. It begins to cost you. It will cost you. Amen. Amen. If you have fast understanding, you it is a gain for you. So in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 3 in the King James, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Quick understanding is something we should pray for. The ability to quickly understand things, to grasp things. And it is not everything that you need to make an argument. Amen? Amen. Bishop said, avoid long arguments that will destroy relationships. Become a person of quick understanding. Avoid long meetings. Try to think like your leader. If God has sent you, try to think the way God thinks. Let his mind be your mind. Try to understand the burden and the purpose that God has. What is God's burden today? God's burden is the salvation of the fallen human race. Jesus has sent us into the world to proclaim his word. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God's heart is bleeding for the souls of pitiful human beings who are perishing all over the world today. Do not do anything that is different from the vision of the one who has sent you. Improve your speed of understanding. Try to follow his way. Try to think the way your leader is thinking. If you don't increase your speed of understanding, you will find yourself arguing a lot. You find yourself, it's taking a long time to understand something very simple. Mm. And sometimes it ends up costing. Because instead of being here, it be here, you will be here because you are you are 
talking back and you are not understanding very quickly. You see, I heard a very sad story about a father and son who went hunting. Do you see? Mm-hmm. You may have heard it before. They went hunting and and um, the, 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 the father shot, I think the father shot the, the animal. I forgot which animal. It can be any, any animal. And he, I mean, they went hunting for meat. And the animal was shot, but the father was a little bit close to the animal. The animal was half dead. But the father thought the animal was dead. Are you following? Yeah, so he, he went he went to try and you know kind of position the animal in a way that they can cut it to uh what do you call it to put it in the sack so as he tried to hold the animal the animal jumped and held the man mm. you get it he was it was bleeding the animal was bleeding but it still had a little bit of life in it mm. so the animal jumped with his claw and, and held the man like this. And 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 the and, and and the man told his son, the man told his son, this animal thinks it has got in me. It doesn't know it is bleeding and it will soon die. And the son said, True that. <laughs> and then and then and then the son said, Daddy, you know this, uh, I don't know, give me an animal that people have for, 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 for meat. Leslie, what, what do you think of? Or a deer. Antelope. Let's say antelope. What a, what a deer. Let's think of one that can bite. Uh, do people eat bear? bear? People don't eat bear. Some people eat bear. Because I want one that can kill. I mean, antelope can kill, but it's not that wild. So, the, the son told the, the, the father, daddy, this one deer, this particular uh, uh, antelope or deer or bear or whatever the animal was. When we bring it home, I will not let you cheat me like you cheated me the last time. Because the last time, the last time, you, 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 you even though you promised me to give me the, the nice shoulder uh, 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 meat and then the neck part, you said, you said that after all, the neck part has some bone in it. So you're going to give me the hip. You, did, you, you didn't keep your promise. And the father said, look, remember, all the times that I've given you meat. Now, this time, I am going to choose the best meat. So one said they want the neck, one said they want the tie, they, they began to have an argument. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. They began to go back and forth. One said this, one said that. As they kept talking, as they kept talking, the, the animal used its claw to punch into the man's uh, here. Nice. Like this, and and the, and the son was screaming, "Daddy, daddy, daddy! You can you can have the you can have the uh, shoulder bowl. You can have the shoulder, whatever." It was too late. You see, your father is in a tag of war with an animal. That is not the time to argue about who is going to get what part of the meat. Do you get it? Yeah. You need to let your understanding be quick because of the urgency of the hour. When you get home and the animal is dead with his teeth going like this, after that, you can argue on who is going to go what part. Certain arguments actually can cost. And so having a quick understanding is very important. Number two, 
you need we need to improve your speed of copying or your speed of following Matthew chapter 4 verse 22 you know last um was it revival last week or you know when bishop was talking i think it was the it was the flow prayer bishop was talking about the sons of zebedee to have the grace of zebedee and zebedee Mr. Zebedee's sons, John and James, you know, John and James, there was a grace upon that house. And the grace upon that house was that they loved God and the work of God. So much so that when the mother came to Jesus to make a request, she didn't ask for uh, what you call it, any earthly promotion. She was actually thinking of heavenly uh, offices for her children. That is how spiritual the mother was. And then the, the and the and the two sons in this scripture, if we were to go a few verses before, Jesus saw them helping their father in the fishing business. And he called them, come follow me. The Bible said, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Mm. That speed of following, because another word for uh, following is copying. That speed of following is something that will help you do well because their destinies were changed. In fact, if you were to read, if you were to read the book by Rejoiner, When God Walked the Earth, God showed Rejoiner a vision of what happened after John came to follow Jesus. Because after John came to follow Jesus, there was a vision of an angel. And the angel that used to guard John. Because you see, did you know that where you are? Did you know that, by Leslie, you can uh, remove the scripture. Did you know that there's an angel with you where you are? Everybody has an assigned angel. Jesus, Jesus made a statement that the, the angels of children are always before the Lord. The angels of children are always before the Lord. And if God assigns an angel to you when you are a child, why would he remove the angel when you grow up? I believe that your angel probably is with you all the way to the time you leave this earth. Hallelujah. In fact, the scripture says in, I believe, uh, Hebrews chapter 1, maybe verse 7 or Hebrews chapter 2 verse 7, it says that um, angels are messengers of God who are sent to those who shall be heirs of salvation. I think it's Hebrews 1.14. We don't, we don't need to read it. Either Hebrews 1.14 or 2.14. So therefore, in that vision that God showed with Jonah, when John decided to follow Jesus, then a higher ranking angel from heaven was sent to come to replace the junior angel who has been with him, you know, since um, he, he was born. And when he came, in the conversation that God showed with Jonah, the two angels were talking and God opened his Jonah's eyes to hear the conversation and to see what was happening. So one of them said, came and said, you know, this one, referring to John, he said, this one shall go and follow the Holy One. Soon he will be following who? The Holy One. In, in that book, uh, the angels called Jesus Christ the Holy One. So, so the senior angels said, I have been dispatched from heaven by the Father to relieve you of your post. <laughs> he was telling the junior angel that I've been sent to relieve you of your position. I said, what do you mean? 
He said, you can now go back to heaven. I have come to earth to accompany this guy, John, because he is about to go and follow the Holy One and he will be one of the sent ones. So, 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 and so, so as a result of he following Jesus quickly, now you have a higher order angel has been sent to him, to guard him. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I was listening to uh, one of the former Obama officials. I forgot his name. He was one of the Obama advisors. He was saying on CNN, he said last um, 2008, he said when Obama won the presidency, when the results were announced, and Obama was on a certain floor in a certain building, and he and other campaign associates tried to go and see him. Within a few um, a few hours before, he was just uh, Senator Obama. But now he has become the president-elect. Mm-hmm. Reverend Ben, can you believe that immediately mm-hmm. the federal government dispatched um, Secret Service security? Yeah. So that this Obama official who has been with Obama all the time, this short mm-hmm. time he was trying to go and see Obama, he said the floor, the floor where Obama was staying, they stopped the elevator from going there. Like in, in that building. He couldn't yeah. go, he could not go through the elevator uh, selection of the floor. He said we, we had to we had to change and go to a floor below and then use the staircase, use some appear way to get to him. And even when we got there, we had to go through um what do you call it? Special security. Ah, somebody that I used to talk to just like this because of what has just happened. A higher a higher protection has come upon him. So you see. Because John was very quick to follow, when Jesus says, come and follow me, something came to him. There's, when you follow speedily and you copy quickly, there's a grace and something that comes to you. That separates you from other people. Hallelujah. Amen. We are talking about how to improve your speed. Number one is what? Improve your speed of what? Understanding. Number two is improve your speed of copying. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number three, improve your speed of implementation. Mm. See, sometimes you have gained the understanding. Sometimes you have known what to copy, you have known what to do. But implementing this is taking forever. Mm. So you need to be fast also to implement. Sometimes time to implement has to be a certain window. Sometimes there's a window within which you should implement something. Yeah. Let's turn to Psalms 119. And verse 60. Today is a very, very simple message, but I pray that we all can grasp it. Psalms 119, verse number 60. He says, I made what? Haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. I made haste means I hurried up. Mm. My friend Richard, when I was working with him in New Jersey, we used to go to lunch, uh, myself and another sister, another uh, lady, 
And yet something that he used to say, because sometimes if we had one hour lunch and we would drive to another town to go and eat. But sometimes people will be delayed. Delay, delay. He had a saying that he used to say, he would say, take your time, but hurry up. <laughs> he said, take your time, but hurry up. He will be in his car, he will be waiting. He said, take your time, but hurry up. Sometimes you need to hurry up. Sometimes you cannot just take your time forever to do something. He said, I made haste and delayed not to keep that commandment. Sometimes the commandment you obey, you do, but you will drag your feet. By the time you will do it, the thing has expired. The thing that the person needed is no more needed. Relevant. Improve your speed of implementation. Improve your speed of obeying. You know, Brother Eric, one thing that amazed me, I was reading Genesis last week. One thing that amazed me so much about Abraham is that his speed of implementing what God said he should do. When God said, take thy son, the only son, take him to Mount Moriah to go and sacrifice him. He just went ahead and did it. And in fact, when the son asked him, when the son asked him, you know, we have everything for the sacrifice. Where is the lamb? Without knowing whether there is going to be a lamb there, he just made a faith statement. Because what Abraham said, which, which um, from that we get Jehovah Jireh in the mountain of the Lord it shall be provided. It was an act of, it was a statement of faith. He said the Lord shall provide the lamb. The Lord shall provide himself a lamb. He didn't say that because he has seen the lamb already. He is in the donkey. You know the story of the donkey who was traveling, the Christian donkey who was traveling and got to a junction. And, and, and there were two paths. Do you get it? There were two paths to, to either go right or go left. And, and bowed his head at this to pray. Oh, dear Lord, show me which way to go. Show me which way to go. And that same uh, uh, Christian donkey has heard, he said that, watch and pray. So as he was praying, he opened one eye like this. And he saw, he saw on the right, the, uh, the, the right way, that there is a what? There is a, a, a pole, a post there, a pole, a pole with, with a, a, a jack, something look like a jack of water and some fruit hanging on it. Mm. You get it? As he, so as he was praying, Lord, show me, should I go to the left or to the right? And he saw that. Immediately he went to the right. That's he, didn't, he didn't even wait to hear what the Lord would say because he, he, what he has seen, he saw is what God is saying. Sometimes what you are seeing is not what God is saying. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah, we are that is not faith. After you see it, there is no more faith. But Abraham acted speedily to go, even though he had not seen anything. Now, when, when I looked at Genesis 17, because last week I was listening to, if you have some Bible that have an audio portion, sometimes you can listen to the scriptures. I do that often. Yeah. I was amazed. In Genesis 17, when the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, you know, uh, I need you to do something. I need you to institute a covenant, a covenant between me and you. And what is going to be the sign of the covenant? The sign of the covenant, remember, is going to be that every male child born in your household is going to be circumcised. That's you. Keep in mind, Abraham had been working with the Lord for the last 25 years. The Lord appeared to me in Genesis 12. Okay. 
Genesis 12, mm. the Lord gave him promises. He hasn't seen the sun. Genesis uh, 13 is when there was a war and um, and what do you call it? Um, a lot was captured. No, Lot left Genesis 13. Genesis 14, Lot was captured. Abraham went to rescue Lot. Abraham met Melchizedek in Genesis 14. Genesis 15 is when the Lord appeared to Abraham one more time to reassure him about the fact that, don't worry, you're going to have a son. You get it. That's right. But in Genesis 16, it's when Sarah convinced um, Abraham that you know something. The Lord said he will give you a son. But who, who, who knows that it doesn't have to come from my womb? So why don't you try? Why don't you try? And so Genesis 16, Abraham, you know, gets Hagar pregnant. But you see, God is very patient. God doesn't give up on him. God said, you know something. Genesis 17, the Lord appears. I'm going to institute the sign of the covenant between you and me. And it's going to be by circumcision. Every male born in your household shall be circumcised eight days. Abraham said, oh, okay. Sounds, it sounds what? Doable. Abraham said, thank you, Lord. It sounds what? Doable. I can do it. I can do this. When he was saying sounds doable, he didn't know, he didn't know who is going to be circumcised. He thought when his son that Sarah is going to give birth to his born, then he should, he should circumcise uh, the, the son. The Lord said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the living. Those who are already here should be circumcised. Abraham said, oh, thank you. I mean, Eliezer of Damascus' son is going to be circumcised. I can do that right now. Uh, who else? Any other male running around, we are going to circumcise them right now. Hey, get, get, the, get the, what do you call it, the, the razor ready. The Lord, the Lord said, Abraham, actually this thing includes adults. Okay. I mean, adults of what age? The Lord said, no exemption. No exception. Me, are you mean I'm included? And the Lord said, what? At this age, at this my age, the Lord said, this is going to be the covenant between you and me. So, you see, Abraham heard the Lord, but how many know that circumcision is not likely, uh, I mean, it's not likely a, 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 a very fun exercise. And, and and I mean, many, many, many tribes in West Africa believe they are Jewish people. I mean, did you, did you hear that some Africans believe they are Jewish because, because okay. of migration? And, and one of the things that they said is that one sign is that we, we circumcise our, 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 our boys and, and, and only Jewish people and very few people do that. Abraham said, Lord, I can do this. But after hearing, after the Lord left, and then Abraham is thinking, okay, so what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? If he was not making haste to obey the word of the Lord, do you know what he could do? He could say every knife, every knife, every knife in this house is too blunt. Now, remember, we need to order a knife sharpener from Syria. Messi. Which is going to take, which is going to take, uh, what do you call, two weeks from Syria. Postal services are not functioning. So, we, so Lord, I will obey, but we are now waiting for a good night because the way the circumcision is, listen, the way you, what you want is one touch. You don't mm. want this thing, continue, 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 taking such a long time. You want fast cut. So, therefore, we need to order a razor from Mesopotamia. And then, if the angel of the Lord comes and says, "Why haven't you done so?" That ship capsized in the in the in the Red Sea. Therefore, we are waiting. Yeah. For you, what is what I'm talking about is that he will be making excuses, 
an excuse is eh, you can find it. If you want to make, you can find an excuse. Hallelujah. Amen. You can find an excuse. And a lot of excuses actually make sense. I mean, it's reasonable. Any reasonable person who's hearing a reasonable excuse understands where you are coming from. Mm. Abraham didn't make the excuse. Abraham said, you know what? If God wants us, God wants circumcision, when is he going to do it? Today. 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 So look at something. Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. Verse number 21. The Lord speaking. But my covenant I would establish with Isaac, whom Sarah bare to you at this set time next year. Who Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Then it says, then he finished, Genesis 17, verse 22. Then he finished talking with him. God did what? He finished talking with him. And God went up from Abraham. Verse number 23. Listen to this. So Abraham took Ishmael, Ishmael, his son, and all that were born in his house, without exception, and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of the foreskin in the self same day as God has said unto him. He did it the same day. Mm. That day, there was a morning in the household of Abraham. I don't know who did Abraham's over. Maybe Sarah did it. It wasn't easy that day. But I was impressed. I was very impressed that he did it on the self same day. Mm. Instead of wait, you see, someone said, "Well, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would sleep over it," or maybe it wasn't the Lord. Maybe the Bible says that even uh, the devil can masquerade as an angel of light. This is probably an angel of light that appeared to me. I mean, who, which God will ask his 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 servants to to be to, to, to be cutting themselves and bleeding? It cannot be God. But Abraham obeyed it, and not ten days later, but immediate obedience. Mm. The bishop sometimes says that delay is often means cancellation. Delayed obedience often means disobedience. So we need to improve our speed of implementation. Final point, improve your speed of finishing. Improve your speed of finishing. John chapter 4, verse 31 to 34. If you have on your mind that you need to finish something, it changes the way you behave. If you don't have on your mind that you need to finish something, then you think that you have all the time, all the time in the world. If you are doing an exams and you need, if you are doing an exams and you need to use the restroom, let's say something happened and you have to use the restroom, do you get it? Mm-hmm. And it is not number one. It's number two and three. And you go and yank yourself on the, on the, on, 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 on the WC. Do you get it? I don't want to mention anybody's name because when you mention anybody in association with it, it will appear like you are describing them. But I'm saying, imagine if you are doing an exams and you have to go and do number two or number three. Don't ask me what number three is. And then, <laughs> and then, as you are sitting there and you find old newspapers that somebody who used the bathroom before left it and hung it over there do you get it mm-hmm. that time 
Then you are doing an exams and you just took a short break to go and do number two or number three. And the newspapers have an attractive article. Okay? You know what the newspaper heading is saying? No. The newspaper heading is saying, what is going through President Trump's mind? Merci. And he said, wow, I would like to know this. I would like to know this, Brother Eric. I would like to know what is going through. So a newspaper, somebody has written an article. Let's say an insider's look about what is happening in the White House. Suppose that's a newspaper article. In as much as the topic is attractive, mm. that is not the time to be doing newspaper reading. Why? Because you have an exam to finish. Do you get it? Yeah. yeah. A long time ago, I, I visited some, somebody and then um, they had a young lady in the house called Araba. And one thing I remember was that Araba, whenever she went to the restroom, she would stay there for about an hour. And it's one of those places that is only one restroom in the house. And the senior sister said, ah, what are you doing? Why is it that when you go to the fellow? She said, I am thinking about my problems. <laughs> That's what Araba used to say, I'm thinking about my problem. And the older sister said, at this your age, what problem do you have that will make you sit there for such a long time? What problem does an eight-year-old have? You see, when you know what is at stake, you act with a certain speed. Let's go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Verse number 31. John chapter 4, verse number 31. All right. In the meantime, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Had any man brought him out to eat? He said, said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. I pray that God will give you the grace to finish your work. Amen. That is to finish God's work. I pray for the grace to finish my work. I pray that all of us will have the grace to finish the work. Because do you know that there are some works that are not complete? If you are a car manufacturer and you you put three ties on the car, right, Leslie, you can remove it. If you put three ties on the car, the car is not complete. You can't drive a car with three ties on it. Sometimes the work is said that Without finishing it, we can't use it. We can't use what you have done. Do you get it? And we are talking about a certain mindset, a certain mindset of diligence. I remember when I was a student, a teenager, I remember my teacher told me a story about the, the, the British Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher. How many remember Margaret Thatcher? She was Prime Minister in the 80s. Yeah. You know, there was, an, there was an, an assassination attempt on her life by the Irish Republican Army. Or Irish IRA. I don't know what the R stands for. I, I, something. The I, IRA. They were, they were trying to get Irish independence. They tried to bomb and kill her. I think five people died, but Margaret Thatcher escaped. Do you know where they were staying? Where the, um, which part was bombed? Her room, Margaret Thatcher's room, room in the in the building, the bathroom 
was bombed. Do you get it? Now, <laughs> wow. you see, you may say I'm vulgar, I'm using bathroom examples. This is a real story. Margaret Tate was in the bathroom, okay? She was in the bathroom a few minutes before the bomb struck. I don't know what she was, what she was doing, whether number one, number two, number three, or half a half number. Mm. But because you know here in America, they also call it the restroom. Did you know that? Yeah. Remember when I first arrived here at the airport <laughs> at, the, at, at, at New York, and I was yeah. looking for the bathroom. When I say it, they didn't understand. <laughs> they said, you mean, you mean restroom? I, I didn't know they call it restroom. I mean, how can you call the place restroom? It took a mm. while before I understood. <laughs> yeah. So, back to Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. She was in the restroom. Maybe she was resting. She was relaxing. I don't know what she was doing. Then she remembered something. She remembered that she has not finished her speech. The speech she was going to give the next day. So mm. she cut she cut the bathroom enterprise short. She said, look, I, I have to and move away from the restroom because her mind was on finishing the task. She left there and came to the living room so she can finish her speech. Not a few seconds later, the bomb hit the bathroom. The bomb hit the bathroom. So my, my teacher in high school, my economics teacher said, be diligent when you need to finish something. Try and finish it before you do something else. Make it a point. I remember, I was at, I remember after today, and that thing is ingrained in my mind that you must have a mind of finishing your work. Amen. Amen. If you don't have any, if you don't have any burden, if you don't have any urgency about finishing something, that is how, as a student, you have homework that is due. Okay? You have homework that you have not finished. And instead, instead of finishing the homework, you say, oh, after all, after church, I mean, we close church at 2 o'clock. I mean, this thing is due 11.59 p.m. I have, uh, what do you call it? How many hours? 10 hours to, uh, to, to, to finish. So you deal it daily. You go and watch a, a movie. This movie thing that people pay money to, 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 to go and watch. You have found an app that allows you to watch movies on your, on your iPad. And you haven't finished your work, but you are doing watching movies on your iPad. Book lagging movies. Not knowing that there's going to be a light off. And like the power is going to go off. So the time you finish your movie watching, you are, you are now going to, uh, what do you call it, do your homework, the power is off. And you go and stand in front of your neighborhood, the whole block is off. I don't know whether you use AEP. With AEP, you can register with them. You can register with AEP. And then when you have a power outage, you can call. And then when you point in your address, they will tell you an estimate. First of all, they will tell you how many other customers have been affected by the power outage. <laughs> and they will say, oh, this power outage has affected 1,000 customers from this neighborhood all the way to the other end. And then they will tell you the estimated time the power is coming back, 2 a.m. is when the power is coming. Your work is due 11.59 p.m., but you did it daily, and you didn't finish it. Instead, you are watching Nigerian movies and a, a, a human being turned into a goat and being thrown at the back of a car. That's what you are enjoying. You haven't finished your work. Your speed of finishing your work 
and now there's a power outage. Do you get it? Amen. You, you are cooking. You are doing peanut soup. <laughs> and you haven't finished. And now you stop that thing. Oh, I mean, I'm just warming. You know, I, I've cut the meat and the onion and I'm, I, it's at the, at the, I'm just warming the base. Yeah. Meanwhile, you don't have the scale of doing the peanut in a in a, a little, what do you call What do you call Iowa? A little pot for, for grinding. You don't have that skill. You don't even have that. You use a blender. And the power outage is coming. You don't even know. You got it. Yeah. And now you can't finish the things that you need to. The thing is that you don't know what is coming next. You don't know what is about to change. So mm. if you need to do something, you need to improve your speed of finishing so that you remove the risk of something that you cannot plan for suddenly appearing to block you from finishing your work. We need to improve our speed. I think once your mind is on that, then God's grace will come to help you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your grace. Help us, Lord, to be diligent about our business and not to think we have forever. Where we are weak, where we don't have speed, help give us speed. Where we are lacking understanding, improve the speed with which we understand things. Amen. Lord, in the name of Jesus, where we are supposed to follow quickly and not get lost, help us. Yes, Lord. Because in the end, there is time limit to everything. And we know that even when the time is short, but we are making the effort, your grace will make up for the difference in the name of Jesus. Now, if you are here, you need to rededicate your life to the Lord or maybe somebody invited you to church or you are in the church, but you are backslidden. You know that if Christ was to come today, you are not so sure that you go with Christ. You can have the assurance of salvation today. And I'm calling on you, every one of us, with every head bowed and every eye closed. Let us pray. With conviction, say after me. Thank you, my dear Lord. Thank you, my dear Lord. Thank you, my dear Lord. For a second chance. For a second, for a second chance. For the ability to draw me close to you through the blood. For the ability to draw me close to the blood. May the blood cover all my sins. May the blood cover all my sins. And wipe them away. And wipe them away. I pray in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name. And place my faith in the resurrected Messiah. And place place my faith in the resurrected Messiah. That my life will be a witness. That my life will be a witness. In the name of Jesus. In the name name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.